welcome to the Inside Out Group podcast, where we talk about organizational leadership, systems, marketing, and more for your church or organization. Our goal is to help redefine your culture from the inside out. Today, we're going to talk about the theory and the victory. Uh, you have myself, Nathan Westfall, and our Michael Moore. Howdy. Hello. What's always, up? Always with... Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> So, Michael, let's chat about this idea of theory and the victory. Can you dive into a little bit about what this means? Yeah, so essentially, uh, whenever we talk about the theory and the victory, the theory and the victory, the theory is how you desire for things to be in your church or in your organization. Many of us, actually all of us, we can go into a different church. We can sometimes go into our own church. We can go into a business and we can pick apart and we can critique the church. We, in theory, know what needs to be done. We know what's wrong. We know the changes that need to be made. Uh, we can, and, and for me, uh, one, of the, one of the things that's kind of hard with me is because this is what I, I think about, this is what I enjoy, it's hard for me to go into a different worship gathering and to not pick apart everything that's taking place. How am I greeted? Uh, how are the transitions? How are this? And to be honest with you, sometimes I hate that because it mm -hmm. keeps me from actually worshiping Jesus. Um, so, But in theory, we can go into uh, our organization or different organizations, and we know the vision that we see or what the vision should be. Um, the victory is taking it from a theory and actually putting it to where the rubber meets the road and executing it and getting it to where it's a win, and that theory thens up, then ends up becoming... Um, a, a victory. <clears throat> so most people, they have a theory. Does it always work out though? No, it doesn't. And that's where we're going to go with this today. Yeah. Uh, so the theory idea, uh, you're saying that most pastors and leaders have a hard time executing this theory. Yeah, I definitely, I, I'll, I'll talk from my own place, um, from, from city church is in theory. I know what I desire to see the church to be. I, I, I know that I want to see us to be a life-giving church. I want, us, want it to be fun. I want it to be relevant, but I want the gospel to go forth. I want it to be creative. And so in theory, I know all of these different things that I would like to see. The hard thing for me, and you can probably attest to this, is it going from my mind to a piece of paper, it being communicated, then it being executed, and then us actually seeing the victory of, of this big idea. And so I think a lot of times pastors have a hard time taking their vision and actually executing it to be able to see the vision uh, come to fruition in their, in their church or in their organization or, or business or whatever it else. Uh, another thing um, is that with the theory, you're going to need people to be able to execute the theory. Um, and, and I think sometimes we either gather too many people and it becomes really tough to make decisions and everyone has an opinion about everything. Right. Come on, let's just be yep. honest, yep. right? Preach it. And, and then you end up getting caught in stuff. You end up getting bogged down and so you're not able to execute it or you're on the flip side and you don't have a lot of people and then you try doing it all yourself. You burn yourself out. You get tired. You get frustrated and you just want to throw your hands up. And I've, I've been on both sides of the coin. And so I knew what I wanted to see City Church to be organizationally. I knew where I wanted us to go. But at one point it was me and one or two other people doing all the work, working 50, 60, 70 hours a week on top of 
having other jobs. And then on the flip side, I've also seen it to where we had a leadership team of 15, 18 people and everyone had an opinion. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we couldn't get anything done. And so I think that there is a smooth balance that, that or a smooth tension, I would say, that you have to have the right amount of people on your team being able to execute the theory, execute the vision, and they have to know where you're wanting to go. And so I think a lot of times it, it comes down to clear communication. It comes down to, to grit. You got to have grit that I'm going to work my the dog snot out of this until I see this take place. And then the other thing is it has to be bathed and it has to be covered in prayer. And, and especially if you're a Christian here, if you're listening to this podcast and you're a Christian, and so, um, in theory, you may know what you want, but do you actually have the steps to take it from point A um, to to point B there? And and I heard one pastor talk about getting getting it from from point A in theory to it being the victory or the win that you would like to see. A lot of pastors get stuck in the middle of that, and that's what we like to call Death Valley. That is where the church can die. You can die spiritually as a leader. You can get burned out. Your volunteers can get burned out if it is not done in a proper way and with the right attitude and with the right vision and, and stuff kind of alongside that. I hope that answered your question. Yeah, no, it did. It's really good. And if you guys want to hear more, as Michael was talking about, you know, small team versus big team, you guys can refer back to episode three where we actually talked about what it's like to build a team, the process behind it. One of those, some of those things you should keep in mind, especially as Michael kept saying, the size of the team plays a big role. And we talk about that a lot. Um, so anyway, next question is, you know, why do you think that leaders have such a hard time making tough calls to better the organization to kind of help grow this theory? All right. Well, I'm going to talk to pastors for a minute right now, uh, pastors and ministry leaders. Um, ministry is all about the people business, right? We love people. We are called to reach people. We are called to disciple people. And I think a lot of times we are scared, including myself, to make tough decisions organizationally that's going to better the organization. It's going to better the church to be able to get us to execute the theory because we don't want to hurt people's feelings. Bottom line, I honestly think that that is probably one of the the biggest things, uh, at least for at least for pastors out there. I know mm-hmm. that there have been times where I knew I had to make a decision. Uh, with a team member, or I had to make a decision, a financial decision that was a big risk. And what runs through my mind, which I I think that this should run through the mind of a pastor, is how are they going to respond? How is this going to affect their family? Are they going to get ticked off at the church and want to leave? Are they then going to hate God and blame God and 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 Christianity with this? And uh, and and so you know you get flooded with all of these what ifs. And and that going back to what I said earlier. That's where I think it really has to be covered in prayer whenever you're trying to take the theory to be able to get to the victory um, because it's going to require sacrifice. Sure. I don't yeah. I don't know how else to say that there is going to be sacrifice. And let me just say this. That's the whole point of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that Christ sacrificed his life for all of us. And I think sometimes organizationally we need to be willing to sacrifice the one for the many. But a lot of times what happens is we end up hurting the congregation and keeping us away from our mission and our vision because we don't want to end up affecting the one person on the team that you know needs to be changed, you know that needs to be replaced, you know mm-hmm. um, that, that that needs to, to happen. And so I was I was at Catalyst Conference a, a few years ago, and so this is something that, that helped me, and I'll kind of give you a little personal story, the inside of the way Michael Moore's mind thinks. 
I was at Catalyst Conference uh, two years ago. Andy Stanley was talking about being a good leader, um, and and he he raised the question. I heard another talk about uh, with him doing this, but not to the extent of this. But he raised the question: What would a good leader do? What would a good leader do? And then he always adds this kind of comma, really. Like, what would a good leader do, really? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and you know, just kind of bring some humor to it. And so, um, I recently had um, essentially some tough decisions in front of me, both personally and with the church. Um, and I, and even now, I'm still still faced with tough decisions. And I remember calling someone. And I was just kind of expressing, hey, um, I'm worried about this. I'm concerned. I'm freaking out. And this guy, he he goes, Michael what would a good leader do now go do it and i was like yeah it's not that easy no it is that easy you just need to have the courage to be able to execute yeah. what needs to take place yeah. you need to have the courage to be able to make the tough calls to make 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 the decisions and what was going and he was right he was a hundred percent right but in my finite you know insecure people pleasing mind i was concerned about what everybody else thought but really what was happening is is because of me not willing to be able to make some of the tough decisions i was actually hurting the entire organization hurting my family hurting uh the people around me who were extremely close to me because i wasn't able to make some of those tough decisions and so i think i think that that's probably one of the biggest things that keep leaders back from taking the theory and actually executing the vision that God has given them to be able to reach the victory that God wants to give your church or your organization. And look, this isn't just a, a staffing thing. Uh, yes, it is a staffing thing, but this is also maybe there's an or, uh, a, a, a program that you need to kill in your church. Maybe there is um, you know, uh, a Bible study that is just kind of going left, uh, left field, and it's not in the doctrine or the theology of the church, and it's eating you inside, and you know that you need to kill it, and you need to make a change. Look, mm. if you know that you need to make a change, other people already know that you need to make a change. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Make the change. And this is, this is coming from personal experience, and I still know that there are changes that I need to make. And honestly, we just need to, to, to man up and, and just kind of say, all right, I'm, I'm going to make the change. And, um, and look, sometimes it's a risk and sometimes it doesn't play out. Sometimes the theory that you have, uh, it does not always play out. Um, and, and yeah. And so I'll get to that in just a minute. Cause I'm kind of, I don't want to ramble, but what I'm saying is, um, it's, it requires grit. It requires work. It requires prayer. It requires asking yourself the question, what would a good leader do? And look, if you want to get spiritual about it, what would Jesus do? Remind yourself that Jesus made a whip to attack the Pharisees whenever he flipped over the table for the sake of his mission. Yeah, I think that's good. I think you always know in the end what you have to do, as you were saying, but it's all the excuses in between that you think are um, roadblocks when they're really just your own personal things that you got to work through to get, get totally. to it. Yeah, absolutely. Not real issues. So, no, that's good. Uh, what are some times at City Church that you've had to walk through a theory and it didn't quite work out? All right, so now we get to talk about the failures. Yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give I'll give two examples. All right, and uh, one is very very present right now to the point that at the recording of this podcast we haven't even really unveiled all of this to the church or the leadership team. So, um, we'll be doing that soon. So, um, <laughs> so uh, the the first one is we moved from a facility uh, that seats 132 with code capacity 
to a facility that seats 2,500. That is correct. You are hearing that correct. Um, actually, what it was is it was this old basketball stadium. The Patroons used to play there, which is a minor league basketball team. And so we went into this old stadium and we piped and draped it and we, we made seating. It, it's, it was the armory. And it was one of those things that, in theory, we thought that we would just be busting at the seams. We thought that uh, literally the entire board thought, the entire staff thought that, um, in theory, this is going to work. Us going into the armory is a step of faith. Uh, it's going to catch a buzz that there's a church meeting in the armory. Um, it, it, you know, revival is going to hit and salvation is going to happen and the fire of God is going to fall down on the city and all the wickedness is going to be built, burned up and everyone's going to start attending city church. That did not happen. Actually, what happened is our attendance decreased after about a month. People started complaining because it was hot in there. Um, giving drastically dropped and we got ourselves into a major financial bind. And so the victory that we hoped to see was actually a big, massive failure. And I want to say this, you have to, um, organizationally, you have to be able to fail if you expect to be able to learn from that and be able to grow yeah. and, and move. And we have learned from that. Uh, it actually set us up for launching our Rensselaer campus in a much healthier way um, because it forced us to go multi-site. We had all the equipment because we had to get it, well, not all, but a chunk of the equipment to get ready uh, for Rensselaer. And so uh, it was one of those things. It was Romans eight twenty eight. God works all things together for the good for those who um, are, you know, are called according to his purpose, right? And so situation, in theory, it worked. In practicality, we did not execute it properly. We were not planned enough for it. Um, we did not market enough, and it was a complete failure in all humans' eyes. But God turned it around to be able to use it for his glory, and because of that, we, we ended up going multi-site and doing that very well and very successfully. So that's that's one. Let me give you another uh, yeah, practical yeah. example. All right, so this is our current one. Um, our leadership structure right now is broken. Bottom line, it's broken. Communication is um, is issue. There's issues around communication. There's issues around accountability. There's issues around all these different things. And what it was is uh, with going multi-site, we obviously had to change our leadership structure. And now, you know, five months into this, we're realizing um, this leadership structure that we instituted, that we spent hours on, that in theory we thought was going to work, is actually causing more discord, more uh, missed communication. Uh, more silos in the church and, and, and ultimately more people working against other ministries and teams. And so uh, me and a few other people, we ended up sitting down not long ago and we started punching holes in this thing. And I really believe that through that, we were, we were hopefully going to be able to simplify um, what we thought in theory would work and that that's going to end up working better organizationally for our church. And so it was a failure. Like it was a failure. I'll admit it on the podcast for all of you guys that are listening. We failed recently in our leadership structure. Um, we have some holes in it, but we are actively working to be able to fix that and prayerfully getting wisdom and advice from that. So you want to speak to that at all? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have too much to say. I mean, I totally, we've had conversations with you in terms of you and I, we're just talking about how it's changing and I think it's a good step in, in the right direction. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, even if we, you know, for everyone listening, if you want to go back to episode nine, when we talk about the process of evaluation, this failure came up from us 
going through, figuring out what was wrong and then trying to evaluate and keep going yeah. further. Yeah. So um, that's just something, a good practical step of, you know, how we executed that process of evaluation. And, you know, in theory, this should have worked out, but it, but it didn't. Um, so we came up with a plan. We just didn't try to, you know, drag a dead corpse through the sand. We kind of actually just reevaluated it and made it better. Yeah. And hope, Hopefully it will be better. Now, let me let me give you something uh, real quick for a positive. Um, in theory, we thought moving to a permanent location uh, three years ago, two and a half years ago would would work and that we would see a lot of growth. In theory, that gave us natural momentum and we saw a massive victory from that. We literally doubled in six weeks, mm -hmm. had to add a second worship mm -hmm. experience. And I remember someone on their tithe check uh, wrote, please buy more chairs. Like, please put this towards more chairs <laughs> and, um, which I don't know if we did that or not, but anyways, you know, um, but, but the theory of that was if we move to a permanent location in a high traffic area, uh, that we may not have all the answers, but that in theory, it, this is going to work and everyone, and you were there for that busted their rump. Um, can I say that busted their butt? Yeah, they sure. worked, yeah. they worked hard. It's our podcast, right? We can say whatever we want. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so they, they worked hard. They, the momentum was behind it. People were excited about it. The, the, the church was behind it. Um, and we saw in theory, what we thought in theory would happen actually happened because everyone was working towards the same common goal, the same mission, same vision. And, and six weeks after moving there, we had to add our second experience. And then later on, it actually ended up, we ended up adding a third, um, you know, maybe six months after that. Uh, for a period. And so that was one of those, um, in theory, this is it. Here's the execution of it. And it worked and we were able to celebrate the victory. And even today we're still celebrating the victory. of Yeah. That. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, so what are some practical ways that people can navigate from theory, uh, to seeing the victory through this, you know, process? Um, I'll kind of tell you how it is with me. I think a lot of it comes from prayer. <clears throat> Uh, I, I am not one of the ones that will get into a prayer closet for an hour a day, but I am one of the ones that will be praying continuously throughout the day. And so there are times where God will just drop something on my spirit or an idea and I'll just sit there and I'll just start talking to God about it and just praying. I then usually go to my wife. Uh, I talk with her about it. From there, I'll start brainstorming. Um, I, I sometimes will look at biblical references, biblical examples, meaning uh, you all probably know less is more. You can look at the whole Moses and Jethro conversation in Exodus and realize that that is a biblical principle that we can do by doing less. We actually do more by delegating. We actually do more. And so uh, prayer, getting counsel from my wife, um, looking at biblical references, kind of sitting on it for a little while, and then I'll bring it to a small group of people and I'll ask them to poke holes in it. And that's where we are with our hopefully new leadership structure yeah. is yep. poking holes in it right now. Get a few wise voices, get their um, counsel. Uh, I don't want their opinion. I want their genuine counsel. And then we're going to work on it and then roll it out. Um, and then once it's rolled out, I think that's where the real work comes to play because you, you've got, you got to, that's where you have to have grit. That's where you have to have a can do. We're going to get it done mentality um, and kind of yep. onboarding everyone to get them pumped up and, and excited about it. And look, sometimes it's a small change. Uh, other times it's a large change. If it's a staff change, it's the same thing. Prayer, brainstorm. How would Jesus handle this? I spoke to my wife. 
um, got insight with some elders about stuff in the past. And then it's like, all right, got to make the decision. I'm making the decision. Now I'm going to work this out and we're going to walk this through as a team, as a church to be able to do what God's called us to do. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what we're going to do in these coming weeks with, uh, yeah, with what you're going to do. You always try to, as you said, we're poking holes in it right now. We're going to go to execute it. Uh, we're going to make sure we have that same buy-in we did before so that everyone's on the same page in terms of what the theory is, what the, you know, what we want to get to as being the victory. Um, and like nothing else, nothing's changed. We're still going to go and evaluate it through the thing. Not that we're expecting failure, but you can only evaluate and get better. You can't, you know, you got to put work into it for sure. Yeah. We, we never go in expecting failure, but at, at this, at this point in the game, things are going to fail. And then you just learn from it. You pick up and you keep moving. Look, if you're a church planner out there, you will fail. Bottom line. And I'm hitting my desk saying this, preaching stuff. You will fail. Pick up, learn, move forward, do what God's called you to do. The game is not over until Jesus returns. Yeah, and I'm actually going through this process at work right now where, uh, you know, you're not, you're not always going to fail, but you need to prepare as if you were. Because if you don't have this process of evaluation going all the way through, something that could be a really small problem if you were doing this evaluation, by the end of it, you end up having to scrap the whole thing because you weren't monitoring the situation as you go through. So something that was small, if you were doing evaluation, the very beginning could have nipped it in the bud right there. Um, Three months down the road, because you weren't evaluating your process, you weren't evaluating the execution, um, you end up having to scrap the whole thing because this small thing grew to something bigger because you weren't evaluating it. Yeah, and and let me, I'll close out with this. This will be be my last final thought. I was talking to someone and I got invited to kind of critique a church and stuff like that. And I realized how easy it is for me whenever I have no personal relationship with anybody in the church to be able to step in or Mm. personal feelings to be able to step in. And to say, you need to do X, Y, and Z, one, two, and three. And, and this is more than likely what's going to happen. And it was so easy for me, me to be able to do that. And then someone turned the question around to me and said, why can't you do that then in your own church? And it was a slap in the face. I got convicted and I had to repent. Mm-hmm. And now I'm trying to do that. Yeah, that's good. Anything else with uh, victory, with uh, theory, all that? Yeah, just celebrate the victory. If, if yeah, that's a victory, big step. Yeah. And we'll do a whole podcast. On I was going to say it totally, it's that big where it deserves its own for sure. Yeah. Celebrate the victory. Celebrate yeah. the victory. Celebrating the victory just helps propel everyone else into the next we three that you have. We are the champions. All right, my... Moving on here. All right, so all that's right. all I have. Yeah. So. All right. Good. Good. So uh, thanks everyone for listening this week on the engine or the inside out group. Uh, you do, well, that's a plug for the engineer I know. of what. Podcast. We'll just go ahead and go with that mistake here. So I just got done recording another podcast called The Engineer of What. It's one I do on the side that's more relatable to my work. So just as Michael's a pastor and does this stuff all the time, I'm not. I'm a software engineer. So that's there you go. Little so plug right there. Yeah, we'll throw that in the. Yeah, uh, if you ever hear me mess up in another episode, just know that I normally do them back to back, and that's why my mind is always right there. So <laughs> thanks for listening this week on the Inside Out Group podcast. Super pumped that you listened. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Let them subscribe. You rate, can find review. Yeah, share, anywhere you can. Retweet, yeah. Email. Contact us. Yeah. Uh, podcast at insideoutgroup.org. Go to the website insideoutgroup.org and click the contact button, and you'll can reach us that way. We'd love to hear where you're at in your church or organization and possibly help you out throughout the the journey. You can find Michael on social media at Mike Moore, ALB, Instagram, Twitter. 
wherever at, and his website, therealmikemore.com. Boom. And Xbox too. Don't don't forget. Uh, Xbox Gamer Tag. Find us all on Sea of Thieves. That's what we do in our free time over here. So uh, that's it for this week. We'll see you guys next. Week. guys, we just want to remind you about the night of worship that is happening October 12th at 7 p.m. at the Washington Armory in downtown Albany, New York. We want to invite you, your team, and your church to come be a part of a historical night of worship. We're, we're going to be lifting up the name of Jesus. On top of that, we want to honor pastors and worship leaders and give back to our community. For more information on this free, free night of worship, please visit us at insideoutgroup.org forward slash Mac. That's insideoutgroup.org forward slash M-A-C-K. We look forward to seeing you there.